this morning, you know. Fast learner. Fast learner, right. It's so good being, oh, it's working. It's so good being back here in O'Connell Falls. I've missed all of you. I was pastor here from May 2015 and 20, through the 2016 as a full-time interim pastor. So if I don't remember all your names, it's because I'm 80 years old now. But I remember faces and smiles and eyes. Did you ever notice expressions? People remember them. Okay, I'm going to pray, and we're going to start hearing from the Word of God. So, Heavenly Father, we're just here now gathered and waiting for your word. And I ask a blessings on these young people that are, that are leaving school in a couple of days, that are graduating. And I want to ask your protection and your loving arms kept around them and hold them tight. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. One of my favorite verses that I um, memorized when I started getting into the word was from the one we had today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, and in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he, Jesus, will direct thy paths. Now we know in the Old, that's an Old Testament reading, and when they're talking of him, they are talking about God, and they're talking about the coming of Messiah. All through the Old Testament, it shows where Jesus is, you know, the Messiah is coming, and he was there in so many ways, and then revealed in the New Testament. But that's the one verse that stuck with me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, not just with my mind, but with my heart. And don't always try to understand everything. He'll direct your path. And that's what I'm going to say to you kids today. I'm going to call you kids, but you're young adults. And some of you, I remember from, oh, I remember John when I first came here. He and his dad were always over trying to hook up something electrical for me. Because I was a real nerd. I've gotten better, though. <laughs> I just didn't know one end from another of anything electronic. But they were there for the rescue. But you kids, I remember some of you when you were younger. And you're beautiful, handsome. And I, I just pray God watches over you as you go on to school or onto your careers. And it's not unusual if you don't know for sure what you want to do or want to be when you're 18 years old. I didn't go on to school till I was... Um, maybe 98, 2000, somewhere in there, after I had my families, my family. But, um, yeah, so and then the other thing I found out when kids go off to school, maybe they know what they want, but after a year or so, they're changing a little bit. So you don't have to make all these big life decisions right now, but keep trusting in the Lord. If you ask him for guidance and direction to help you, he will. One thing I, I'm, I know that you're in for some things and it's going to sound a little negative, but a lot of the kids that have gone off to universities and schools of higher education find you're going to be meeting a lot of professors who do not know the Lord, who are agnostic or whatever, they just don't believe, and that's where their mindset is. And you're going to have to be able to, as Christians, if you really know Jesus, stick to the word. You are given a Bible today. I have one of those, and every time I bought one, I ended up giving it away. I finally have my own. I wrote all over it, so I couldn't give it away. But it's an excellent study Bible, and the Word of God, the written Word of God, will guide you through anything you have to go through. Prayer, communication, whatever. 
because you're going to go off into another bit of a world. You've been home with your parents and your teachers and your church community, and you've been kind of on a protective hedge, and now you're all going to go off on your own. And that can be scary. But it's a new adventure to look at. It's a new step in maturity going on, exploring the world a little bit more, not having mom and dad watch over your shoulder all the time, right? But I know that these families have raised you to be decent young people, accountable. So my message to you would be, think of that verse. Trust in the Lord. Do you know what trust is? Do you know what faith is? Do you know what belief is? That's the important part. You know, when the Pharisees and scribes, um, Sadducees were talking with Jesus, they were trying to make him look foolish. And that's going to happen to anyone that's Christian that goes off into a secular university or in school. A lot of times you are made to look foolish, but they're trying to trick, trick Jesus, but they called on the wrong one to trick. They said they were experts in Jewish law. Now remember, we're not saved by the law, we're saved by God's grace. The law led us to this. So he tried to test Jesus and said, Oh, teacher or rabbi, what is the most important commandment in the law? Tricky question, unless your name is Jesus. And Jesus answered, Well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and with your mind. That's the first and foremost commandment. And that is the most important thing for you kids, to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Now, the only way to the Father is through the Son, Christ Jesus. We have to go through Jesus to be with the Father. And you love him. And it says that, um, he says, well, what's the second one? What is the second command then? He says, well, love others as you love yourself. You love and respect others. You treat others with love and respect. He says, the book of, in the books of the prophets and the law of Moses, they're just based on these two commandments. Everything we have in the commandments are based on these two, two commandments, the, the laws. If you look up here like a cross, the first one is the, the love of God flowing through you so you can flow, let that love flow to other people. So it's the cross, God, and then other people. And that's that way with all of us. Faith. Oh, I have faith. I have faith on that I'm standing on this floor and it's not going to crash under me. Is that real salvation faith? I have faith that the seats you're sitting in aren't going to break down either, unless there's a big crack in the board. And sometimes we find cracks in the board in our life. But faith is trust. It's believing. It's really receiving what God has done for you through his son, Christ Jesus. In the Old Testament, there were all these sacrifices, blood animal sacrifices. Everything was covered over with the the slayed animals. That's why they raised special lambs. They were sacrificial lambs. And while the real sacrificial lamb, Jesus Christ, was being sacrificed on the cross and shedding his blood, they were back in their little communities sacrificing animals for the covering of sin. There's nothing that takes away our sin except the blood of Jesus Christ. And that is only through 
realizing you are a sinner? There's no one in this church, in this congregation, that is not a sinner or hasn't ever committed a sin. We are all sinners, but we have an advocate with the Father, and his name is Christ Jesus, who will take that sin from us. If we know we're sinners and we believe, if we have faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ, again, it goes back into faith, and then it goes back into trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't try to understand everything. You'll never get it all. But acknowledging Jesus is the important thing. So when you're going off to school and you're going off to classes, there's so many activities to get involved in. But if you want to stay in a little bit tighter walk spiritually, get involved in some of the campus ministries. You have the navigators. And I don't know, Cruz, isn't it Cruz? Yeah, it's the old campus crusade for Christ. There are some good Christian programs to get involved in on all these campuses. Or you can go with the majority of the crowd and you can sort look through all the places the young kids hang out in all the bars. And then you can find out all the good drinks to drink and have party time all the time. Because I'll tell you, that's what a lot of the kids do when they go to school. They're away from, I'm not, not frightening your parents, but they're away from home for the first time, and they're going to live it up. But remember, as believers, you're all laughing at me like, oh, I see, yeah, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh, yeah? I have grandkids your age and older. That's not life. That's not keeping it together. That's not keeping your mind clear when you get stoned or when you are drinking too much. Not that I don't think you should ever have a drink, but it shouldn't be a lot. So pick your, be be selective in who you hang with. And you're going to find if you go to a big school or a smaller school or a tech school, there's going to be a group of kids for you to, to bond with and form friendships with and maybe lifetime friendships. So do you feel like I've preached to you enough? I don't know. Let me think about that. All our sin that we do, we're not hiding it from anyone. We may think, okay, I got away with it this time. Nobody knows about my sin, so it's a little easier to do it the next time. But your sin will find you out. Your sin. Something that's displeasing to God and that you know is wrong to do. It's sin for you then. But again, we have that advocate with the Father, and his name is Christ Jesus. When you know you've done something, you're really sorry for it. Go before him and ask for his strength and his forgiveness to walk you through this life you're going to go through. It's a good life out there. I know when you turn on the TV or you read the news on the computer, nobody reads newspaper anymore, but you read it on the computer. It is really devastating to see and hear all the news going on and about the wars and so on and so forth and about the illnesses. But take heart. The Lord Jesus Christ knows what's going on. And he knows what's best for you. He is still in control, even though there's madness out there. God is still in control, and he knows the end from the beginning. And he has a plan. So again, it boils down to, am I going to trust in what I'm hearing on the news, and it's all frightening, and it's all death, and it's so negative? Turn it off. Turn it off. Be aware of what's going on. We should always be aware of our environment and the things going on. But don't let it control you. Because there is someone who else 
that you can turn to, and his name is Jesus. And you're going to find, going through school or going through life, and most of us have, sometimes there's things that are done to us that aren't fair, that we had nothing to do with, but, but maybe all of a sudden we find ourselves pulled into some disaster or some pit we just can't get out of. So we feel like we're all alone and we're down in that pit and we're just down there. But you know what I found out? When I've been in that pit of despair, and we've all been there, Jesus has either reached down, come on, Carol, and he's pulled me up, and he set my feet back on the rock. Or he didn't take the circumstance from me. He jumped down in that hole with me, got right down and dirty down there with me to walk me through it. And then every now and then, I got to walk on the mountaintop. I got to walk where the sun was bright, it was shade in the right spots, the air was fresh and clear, and it was like a fresh awakening. But then you go back to life again, and things go bad, or things go wrong, and you see people getting hurt or sick. But that's life, and we have to take that and take and realize that's life. That's how the world goes on. But Jesus overcame the world, and that's the message I want to give you. Jesus is an overcomer. You can be an overcomer when you see things going on. When you see things in your family that hurt, know that the Lord is still in control. And there's a word I'm going to leave you with. Prayer. Pray. Communicate. You don't have to stand like this. Communicate. Get in your car. Drive. You're on a bus. You're in the bathroom. Talk to the Lord. He's always there to hear you, right? He will hear you. And you know what? He answers prayer. And he knows what you want before you ask, but he still likes you to ask. Your parents know that you love them, but they'd like to hear you say, Dad, I love you. So God's no different. He likes to hear that. So when you go to school, know that we're all going to be praying for you. Me too, because I'm used to praying for kids in college, (laughs) lots of them. But be blessed on this journey of life. And now I want to say one personal thing. Lisa will get a kick out of this. Remember when I was here and I had a little baby boy, not me, but my grandson, great-grandson, was born with disabilities. Well, he wasn't supposed to live. They wanted, doctors wanted to abort him, but he wasn't supposed to live because the kids said, no, no abortion. He's six. No, he doesn't talk. He makes lots of noises, communicates. He shows a lot of love. He knows how to kick his water when, in, as he's learning to swim. He rides on horses to, for core training. And I, they did some surgery on his hips that needed correction. And I, my prayer for McCoy is that he'll someday be able to take his little hands and hang on to the railings and learn to walk with his walker. But he's a delightful, beautiful child. And then um, seven months ago, Lisa, this is for you. I am great-grandma of twin girls. Yay! They're identical twins, and that's McCoy's two little sisters. So that family, even though they've had a heartache, God came through for them. So I will leave you with this now. Jesus loves you, and so do I. Amen.